coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. We take a look at this week's eight-man football poll, and we'll break down the big non-conference matchup between East Atchison and Stanbury, and we have both Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane all on to talk about eight-man football, all that, and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. Welcome to the eight-man portion of the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. Um, this is actually going to be a double segment here. Um, we're going to actually include the eight-man and the Kansas segment in the in the third segment this week due to Kansas um, not having any interviews scheduled or anything like that. So instead of having like a two-minute Kansas block, I decided to just put it in the eight-man block. So you'll be hearing the Kansas scores and the schedules at the end of this eight-man segment. So let's not waste any time. Let's run down some eight-man scores from last week. We got LeBlanc over North Not- Northwest Nottaway, 36-14. Stanbury in overtime over North Shelby, 36-34. North Andrew, 50. Albany, 46. And a close one. Warriors led throughout the game, but it was North Andrew that scored with a little bit more than a minute left to get the win there. East Mills, Iowa, happened to defeat Pattonsburg, 63-14 was the final there. King City, 52. Skyler County, 0. South Holt, Nottaway, Holt, 69. Mountain City, 24. East Atchison 52, Stewartsville 6, and then Platte Valley 52, DeKalb 50 is the final there. Let's run down the eight-man poll for week eight. We got number one spot. Retaining the number one spot is North Andrew. Number two is Southwest Livingston. Number three is Drexel. Stanbury comes in at four. South Ottawa Holt at five. North Shelby at six. Archie at seven. Mount City at eight. St. Paul Lutheran at nine. And then Worth County rounds out the top ten at the number 10 spot. King City and Stanbury, they're among... King City and Albany, I meant, they're among the teams receiving votes in this week's poll. Now, now we have an opportunity. We talked about Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane in separate segments. We're going to begin with Anthony Crane here coming up shortly. We got his interview coming up. We're going to touch on the eight-man poll, get his highlights from last week, and touch on a few of the matchups here in eight-man football for week eight. Here's our interview with Anthony Crane right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. We got double the pleasure, double the fun here. We got both Anthony Crane and Gavin Albertson on in separate segments. But we're going to kick it off with Anthony Crane. Crane, how you doing, my guy? Doing well. Always excited to talk to you. Always, always. Uh, the feeling is very, very likewise, my friend. Um, well, Anthony, uh, definitely a lot to talk about eight-man football as far as Week 7 is concerned. Um just uh, give um, give your high points, anything you were surprised by, and any other stuff. Uh, I was definitely surprised with the Albany and North Andrew game. Uh, you know, Devin was really high on Albany coming into the year, uh, much higher than me. Um, but, you know, uh, things have come out lately that maybe they weren't uh, at 100%, and they've probably had the most brutal schedule in eight-man football. Uh, but they got some players back this week, and really they they stuck right with North Andrew. Had the lead up till you know the final minutes when uh, North Andrew came back and won that game. So I was really impressed by them. Um, you know, there's some other games. You know, uh, Pattonsburg, uh, one of my favorite you know coaches up there. They traveled to Iowa, and Iowa seems to do things a little differently. Uh, it's a little tougher up there. You know, it seems that uh travel up there from Missouri tend to uh, not have much success. Um, so they, they kind of got it handed to them. Uh, that was a little bit surprising. 
but that goes with me not knowing a ton <laughs> about Iowa eight man. So uh, those were some of the takes I had from last week. Uh, then I was at South Holton, not away Holton, Mound City. That game kind of went as expected with uh, Mount being depleted a little bit. But really impressive because that's still a pretty good Mount City team for uh, the South Holton, not away Holton offense to do what they did to them. Uh, it really looks like the team that we were so high on when the season started. Absolutely. Definitely. Those are all good points there. Um, Anthony, I went over the um, eight-man poll um, at the first of the show here. Um, talk about um, – I always ask you and Devin both, you know, if you guys voted differently, anything like that. Um, what did you think of the poll, and did you vote any differently? Well, you know, my argument has been this season uh, or the – back and forth we had when the season started was, you know, they had Mountain City number one uh, because of their, you know, back-to-back championships. And not that I didn't believe Mountain City was, you know, a good team. Um, I just thought that there were better teams out there. And so that's kind of continued this week. I thought after two big losses, uh, even shorthanded, that they weren't a top 10 team at this moment, not without, you know, Lane and Papa, and uh, guys like that. So that was probably the biggest, uh, you know, argument we had. And then kind of at the top, you know, I'm real high on Drexel. Uh, that That's nothing to do with Southwest Livingston, who you know, talent-wise may have the best team. Um, I'm just kind of going off a record. You know, Drexel's handled business against everyone they've played. And so I had them at number two and then Southwest at number three. Uh, the one thing I really noticed about the poll is, you know, uh, up to this point, it's been heavy GRC, and that's there's a reason for that because you know it's a much uh, tougher conference, top to bottom, than the 275. You know, the 275 is really good at the top, and you see that in our poll. You know, with Southwest, uh, South Hole, Not Away Hole, East Atchison, uh, and even Mountain City uh, to some extent. Um, so you really have to be impressed with what they're doing at the top of the 275, and that may be the most surprising thing about the poll. Uh, you know, really, the those are really the only arguments. And we've talked about this the last few weeks, that how difficult it is for us to put polls together this season because there, there aren't really any elite teams and there are a lot of good teams. Uh, so that's something I've, you know, I've been looking forward to. I want to wish the season away, but, you know, districts should be fun this year with the amount of good teams there are in eight-man football. Oh, absolutely. I've said that to you and Devin both. I've said that how fun it's going to be up. Anthony, let's go ahead and let's get into some games for this week. Um, we're going to start off with our eight-man football game of the week. as announced by the Missouri Eight-Man Football Twitter. It is East Atchison at Stanbury. Um, East Atchison, you know, coming off that big win against uh, Mound City a couple weeks ago. While Stanbury was able to bounce back from that loss to North Andrew over North Shelby. Talk about this matchup in the um, – it's actually a non-conference game. I thought it was a conference game for a second, but – it's after a non-conference game, so definitely break down this matchup a little bit. Uh, you know, I've really been impressed with Stanbury. I kind of watched them earlier in the year uh, through film, and I could see the talent. Um, they just hadn't put it all together yet. Um, I watched their game against North Shelby, which was a fantastic game. Uh, both teams had their ups and downs. Both were really physical. And I thought the defenses were really impressive in that game. You know, for an eight-man game to, you know, combine for 70 points, and that's including overtime, that says a lot about the two defenses. 
And I was really impressed with the front uh, six, we'll say, of Stanbury. Big, they were physical, athletic. And uh, offense is starting to figure things out. Uh, I kind of worried coming into the year. They had so many running backs. And while that may seem like a good thing, my fear is always that, you know, it's hard to, as a player, to get get into the flow of the game if you're constantly sharing. Uh, they seem to kind of have that figured out of who their go-to guys are. Um, and then you move over to East Atchison, who we kind of looked down on a little bit after their loss to Southwest Livingston in the beginning of the season, uh, at that point not really knowing how good Southwest is. Um, and I've, I've been excited about their defense since this summer. To me, they had the most, probably the best defense in eight-man. Just, you know, they're not real big but they're fast, they're athletic, they love to hit. And I think you're seeing that now. Um, they're probably not getting the recognition they uh, would get had they not you know, missed two games because of uh, quarantine and stuff. But they seem to be a team on the rise. It could be a sneaky good team. As far as it's, you know, this matchup, I expect it to be really good. I don't, I don't know if I could pick a winner, um, but I expect a low-scoring physical game that looks more like what you would see in maybe 11-man football compared to 8-man, just because of the two defenses. Well, definitely, uh, that, that should be a really, really fun game. We'll hear from both coaches here later on the pregame show. Uh, Anthony, let's talk about another matchup here. we got the uh, still the number one team in um, 8-man football, North Andrew. They're taking on Worth County this week, who comes in at number 10. Uh, talk about this 1-10 uh, matchup. You know, North Andrew finally had their first scare of the season, and uh, I think they're probably due for it. You know, that's a talented Albany team with great coaching. And, you know, when they're getting their pieces back, they're, they're a scary team. And if you're North Andrew, you've had so much success this season. You know, you knock off Pattonsburg, Stanberry, anyone who's coming your way, you have not only beaten them, including, including North Shelby, you not only beaten them, but you beat them pretty handily. Um, so they're still a really good team that is really well coached. Um, then, you know, on the other side, you've had Worth County, who I've been really impressed with. Um, you know, coming into the season, I had them as my number one team. Uh, with players they had coming back uh, and just them being Worth County and having uh, Coach Ely as their coach, I thought they'd be really good. And then Aiden Gladstone breaks the bone. He's out for most of the season. Uh, you know, they have a player quit. They've been dealing with quarantine issues. Um, but they've, they've, you know, rode the wave. They've come through that. They get Gladstone back this week. I uh, talked to Coach Healy just a little bit earlier. He said Aiden looks good. He's still a little concerned because they're going to have some players still out uh, because of quarantine. It, to me, it was even really surprising they were going to play this week after having so many guys that last week they had canceled. So I'm excited to see this. I think it would be a really good game. Uh, the beauty of Worth County is they have Andrew Alarcon in the backfield, and Andrew has really carried that team through all of this. Uh, you know, getting wins maybe they weren't supposed to. They faced a tough King City team that, you know, would come back with their uh, quarterback who would miss the season, you know, first month of the season or so and uh he came back through the ball really well and really in that game Andrew carried them and he's done that a lot this season because without Aiden without some of the other guys they've really they're really lacking for weapons and I think with Aiden back 
he's a dual threat guy. He can throw the ball, uh, and he's really athletic. I think this would be a really good game and one that I'm excited to see. I'll tell you what, man. This is one that I'm pretty. This is one I'm pretty excited about. There aren't they aren't in the top ten, but these are two teams that are uh, getting better. You know, King City and Albany. You know, we talked about. You know, King City was able to knock off Worth County. They've been on a streak ever since. Um, and then Albany. Albany's played a lot of teams really, really tough this season. And uh, those who were probably following along with the game, I know I was. I was like, oh my, is Albany going to pull this upset? Um, let's yeah. talk about that game real quick. Well, with Albany, what you really have to respect uh, is Coach Fountain and what the job he has done. You know, I knew it would be tough for them coming into the year. Uh, they blew the guy that was, I think he led the state in rushing, or he was up there 2,000 yards. And then my biggest concern was replacing him and how they would be able to do that. They've done a good job of, you know, much like Worth County, they've had, you know, some injuries. Uh, some quarantine stuff, but they've rode that wave as well. And if they can get going, you know, in the district, because that's, you know, I talk to coaches, I'm like, well, that's the most important thing is that you're, you know, hitting your stride when district starts, because at that point, the regular season doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, and so I think I'll be maybe hitting that stride. For King City, I loved what I saw from them this off season. I thought Lane and Wells was great. And even more impressed, I was at his you know, first game back against Worth County, and he throws maybe the best ball in eight man, just with great touch. Then you had Parker Muff, who, you know, he's one of the top running backs in the state, and that's a dangerous team um, that's a little better than their record says. You know, much, you know, like Albany, they played a tough schedule, and without your starting quarterback, it's hard to really, uh, truly compete with teams. Because, you know, like the Pattonsburg game, King City was there through the first half. But when you're relying on one guy so much, it's hard to continue that throughout the game. And so now I think with that quarterback, they become one of the more well-balanced teams in the state and really a dangerous team moving forward. Uh, That's what I love about uh, District 3 is just the amount of depth and talent in that district. You know, South, you have South Holt, Nottaway Hold, Pattonsburg, King City, just so many tough teams. North Andrew, it is such a loaded district um, that it'll be fun, and you can't sleep on anyone in that district. And I think we'll find out a little bit more about Albany and King City this week to see where, you know, whether last week was a little fluky for Albany or whether they're hitting their stride and can continue that. Well, um, Anthony, I want to thank you so much for coming up, but before we let you go couple things what game are you uh, what game are you covering this week and um somebody's got a new podcast out talk about both <laughs> of them uh i'll be in rosendale i'm excited i haven't seen north county in a while and this will be my first time watching north andrew in person i watched a couple of their games on film um so i'm excited for that one and then my podcast um you know i've kind of had the itch for it since this season started um, but my, my thought was I didn't want to do just another, you know, eight-man football podcast. Um, as, a, as a young man in college, I enjoyed really doing profiles of people. Those are my favorite pieces to write, you know, finding out where they come from, how they got to where they are. And so that's what this podcast is, uh, is going to be about. You know, right now I'm really going through the eight-man coaches. Uh, in the beginning, I, you know, I thought I wanted to do it with people I'm comfortable with. 
Uh, I hope to expand. You know, I have playing love man football in St. Joe. I have some connections there that I eventually like to move on. Uh, once basketball starts, I'd like to do more of that. So the, you know, when I, when I talk to these coaches, players, et cetera, um, it's not everything you read in the paper. It's not just the quotes. You know, I've, I learned about these guys, their families, their likes, everything like that. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do was, uh, much like when I started eight man, you know, shine a light on eight man football. Well, now I'd like to shine a light on who these coaches are, uh, what they do for their communities, their programs. Um, and that way people can learn about them. And it's not, you know, so much hard hitting, try to get away from the old, uh, coach cliches that, uh, you and I get all the time. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it. It's, uh, I've been, you know, happy with the results so far. Uh, I got a couple more lined up. Uh, and so far, I've been doing one a week. I may pick that up a little bit, uh, but we'll just kind of see. Well, Anthony, uh, what's the uh, before we let you go? What's the name of the podcast, and where can they check it out? Uh, it's fairly simple. It's the Anthony Crane podcast. I started with that. I couldn't think of anything clever at the moment, but then I also thought, hey. That's pretty simple for people to find. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, definitely check out his podcast there. Eight man, um, eight eight man extraordinary Anthony Crane with us. Anthony, thank you so much for coming on every single week, and um, good luck to you on your game you're covering this week. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'll uh, hope to talk to you next. Thank you so much, Anthony, for joining the show. Let's go ahead. Let's run down some standings in the GRC. Eleven man, um, eight man. I meant we got North Andrew four and zero in the league, seven and zero. Stanbury's three and one, five and one overall. Worth County one and one in the league, four and two overall. Padsburg one and two in the GRC, four and three in the season. King City is one and three, four and three overall. And then Albany zero oh and three, two and four overall. Let's run down the schedule of the Grand River Conference. It is Worth County at North Andrew. That is number ten at number one in the eight-man poll. We had an opportunity to talk with North Andrew head coach Dwayne Williams about last week's near scare at Albany. And we'll talk about this week's game against Worth County. Here's our interview with Dwayne Williams and North Andrew right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. we got North Andrew Cardinal head coach Dwayne Williams with us. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great, Clifton. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, coach, um, a close one last Friday night at Albany. It was 50-46. to 46. Um, Back and forth game, it seemed like. Um, coach, just um, give us your insight on the game. Well, for us, you know, we, we, we turned the ball over twice in the first half, and that's just not within our character, and, and that's a credit to Albany as well. They forced those turnovers, and so that really kind of put us in a hole. And then, um, you know, we had a, we had a defensive touchdown that, that we believe we forced. It got called back as well. And so we just kind of got out of sorts in the first half and, and found ourselves down 14, and, and then we came out in the second half. And by, by mid-third quarter, uh, we had – taking a 10 point lead. And then it just kind of kept going back and forth. And, 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 you know, we were able to take the lead with about a minute 13 left on a great, uh, great pass from Carson Thomas to Clayton Linville and, and gave us a lead. And then we got, you know, four stops and, and took a knee, but you know, for us, we just played out of character a little bit in the first half. And, and that's a credit to Albany as well. It, they had a really good plan and, you know, it took us a bit to adjust to it and, and for our players to kind of see, you know, hey, they're, they're playing at a, at a high level tonight and, and we're not. We've got to step up our game. And, and we did that in the second half, and that's that's what gave us a chance to win the ballgame. Well, absolutely, Coach. I mean, you know, sometimes you have to have games like that in order, you know, before you get in the postseason like that, learn how to play those close games and pull those games out. And, um, 
you guys were able to pull a good one out. Um, Coach, uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about this week. Uh, this week, uh, you're back at home against Worth County, another top 10 team in eight-man football. Talk about the scouting report as far as Worth County and what can we expect on Friday? Well, with you know, Worth County started the season, I think, ranked second, and then they were the favorite to win the conference. And, and uh, you know, and I, I picked them to win the conference, honestly, and I really felt like they had a chance to, to, to be a team to compete for a state title. And then COVID happened, and they've had so many kids I know miss. You know, I know they had some injuries like we all do, but they've had so many kids in quarantine different different times and at last minute, and it's just been kind of a mess for them. And 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 I think that's caused them, you know, some have some inconsistencies during the season because you can't have everybody there. But uh, you know, I'm, we're anticipating having them being at full strength this Friday night. I know they've got several kids coming back off quarantine, and so we're expecting them to be at full strength. And and you know. Uh, the Alicron kid, he's just so good, and and we've talked to our guys all week about you can't let him get his shoulders turned and start heading downhill on you. It's, we're in trouble, and if we don't fill our RCC lanes, reverse counter cutback lanes, if we don't fill on backside in our pursuit and have good discipline there, he's going to cut back on us, and it's going to be a long night. And so we've been focusing defensively on on just being sound and, and playing good team defense and, and, and limiting the big plays and then you know, offensively, we threw the ball last week for 268 yards, which for, you know, somebody like Pattensburg, that's just a half, you know. But for us, that, that's a big number, and it's 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 something we've been working on, and we needed it to win that ball game. And so uh, we're going we're gonna to try to try to maybe try to expand on that a little bit offensively and then still do what we do, which is run the ball. And I'm, I'm expecting a great football game. Oh, absolutely. I am too, Coach. Um, I think it's going to be a good one. Um. Coach Dwayne Williams, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on the show again. I truly do appreciate your time that you're able to give almost every single week. And uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. I sure appreciate it, Clifton. And, and, and we enjoy what you guys do for us and, and helping get eight-man football out there. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Coach Dwayne Williams, for joining us. Um, other games in the GRC include King City and Albany. That should be a real interesting game there. That might actually be one of the best games of the night. And then we got Pattonsburg at St. Paul Lutheran. That's a non-conference game. And then East Atchison at Stanbury. That's going to be a really good game there. That's another top 10 matchup. And then um, we have an opportunity to talk with both Aaron Barrett and Shane Hilton. We're going to begin with Coach Barrett from East Atchison. Here's his interview right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. We got East Atchison Wolfpack Coach Aaron Barrett with us. How you doing, Coach? Doing great, Clifton. Coach, um, coming off that win against Mount City a couple weeks ago, you go and um, get another win against Stewartsville, 52-6, to just walks through the game. Yeah, uh, actually, you know, defensively we came out and, and played really well. Uh, defense played well all season. Uh, offense, kind of, you know, story of our season a little bit. We started off a little slow. Uh, had a couple turnovers on our first two possessions. Uh, luckily, defense kind of kept us in it. And then uh, I think we scored something like 44 points in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, really kind of turned things around. And then uh, first possession out of halftime kind of came out and uh, ran the ball a few times and, and scored and, and got it done early. So it was it was good. Um, you know, it's never an easy trip going over Stewartsville, but it was, you know, it was good to see our boys come back from a little adversity there in the first quarter. Well, Coach, you got another tough trip coming up this week. You're at Stanbury this week for a non-conference Highway 275 versus GRC matchup, a battle of two top tens, top ten teams in eight-man football. Uh, what have you seen on the scouting report as far as Stanbury, and uh, what can we expect on Friday? 
Yeah, actually, uh, you know, Coach Hilton and I are, are our wives are our sisters, so we see each other quite a bit. I'm quite familiar with with the community as well as uh, Coach Hilton, and have a a ton of respect for the product he puts on the field year in and year out. You know, those guys are are really well coached, and um, you know, every season they're if not the the best, uh, most aggressive. They're definitely one A uh, along the defensive line. You know, they're um, extremely aggressive on that defensive side of the ball. They're really good defense this year. The, uh, those young guys that kind of took their lumps last year have really stepped up and grown. And, you know, offensively, they've, they've kind of found some uh, rhythm with some things that they're doing, you know, so it's not just the, the veer power stuff when they have to go away from that, they've, they've found some success too. So it, you know, it, we match up, they look kind of like us sometimes on offense where, you know, tough to get first downs and, and some, dumb turnovers and penalties and things like that. And I think both defenses are top three in the state. So it, it should be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, number seven versus number four, a big time matchup. It is the Missouri eight man football game of the week. According to the eight man Twitter page of uh, coach. Uh, I want to thank you so much again for coming on the, coming on the podcast and uh, good luck to you and your boys on Friday. Appreciate it, Clifton. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Barrett, for Reese Atchison on that interview there. And now uh, we'll get on with Stanberry head coach Shane Hilton. Here's here's Coach Hilton and me right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast, week eight pregame show. It's our eight man football game of the week. East Atchison to Stanberry. We're with Bulldog head coach Shane Hilton. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, Coach. I told you off air here that it seems like it's a broken record that. I ask you to come on every single week. It seems like every single week of the season, you guys always have a big game on your schedule. Yeah, you know, like we talked, uh, we have a, a solid schedule. It's tough. And, you know, you take that. I've been doing this a long time, and I'll take that any day over, you know, the, the, the 50 to nothing games or, you know, one way or another. It's nice to have a good competition for sure. Well, definitely. You guys are 5-1 and one on that schedule, including um, last week's um, 36-34 to 34 victory and overtime against North Shelby. Just uh, for those who weren't at the game, just walk us through the game, Coach. Uh, it, it was a bit of a wild one, you know, from time to time. Uh, you know, went back and forth. We had a decent lead there for a little bit, and uh, we just we didn't take care of the ball. We had we turned the ball over seven times, you know, between uh, interceptions, fumbles, and then uh, they, got a, they got an onside kick, which I guess that would make it eight times. But, um, you know, it, it was just a back-and-forth game. They run a lot of good stuff, have a lot of good athletes, and – you know, when it came down to it, we were able to, you know, squeak it out, get and stop them on their two-point conversion, and and we were able to get ours in overtime. And uh, it was it was a nice victory after, you know, when you got like a three-and-a-half-hour road trip. Nobody wants to go home uh, on the losing end of one of those. Oh, absolutely not. You know, uh, you, we, we, we talked about it in text uh, about that. Yeah, you definitely don't want to go back on a road trip on that with a loss. So it's a good thing you guys got to win. So, um Speaking of road trips, you guys don't have to go on one this week. You guys are at home against East Atchison this week and another top 10 showdown. Um, talk about what the scouting report on the Wolves and um, what can we expect on Friday? Oh, you know, another another a good matchup. You know, obviously that's, that's kind of seems to be every week, which again is a good thing. Uh, it's actually my brother-in-law is the coach at East Atchison. So, you know, we've got that thing going on, which is a fun little extra rivalry. It doesn't have anything to do with the kids, but – uh, they're athletic and big, you know. Obviously, they're on. They, like I said, one loss on the season. Um, I think they're four and one. Uh, they lost a couple games due to, you know, the COVID stuff. But that uh, should be a great matchup. You know, they they do a lot of the same things we do. Um, him and I talk back and forth quite a bit, obviously. 
you know, we kind of have the same philosophies as far as uh, offensively what we like to do. Um, you know, they have the Merriweather kid that's just faster than heck, and uh, they get him the ball in multiple different ways. And, you know, we're going to be on our toes and, and, and find him and, and try to shut him him down along with several of their other athletes. Well, Coach, I think it's going to be another tremendous game, definitely another tremendous game on your guys' schedule. Like I said, you know, it seems like it's a gauntlet. We'll probably be hearing from you more than likely probably the rest of the season the way it's looking. So, um, Coach, um, I want to thank you so much again for just taking time to come on the show, to coming on the podcast and um, giving me a few minutes of your time every single week. It is definitely very appreciated. And uh, good luck to you and the boys on Friday. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Shane Hilton out of Stanbury. Um, let's move on to some Highway 275 standings. We've got Southwest Livingston leading the pack with a 5-1 conference record. 6-1 overall in the season. South Holt, Nottaway, Holt, and East Ashton. Both teams are tied at 4-1 in the conference. However, South Holt, Nottaway, Holt has a 5-1 clip during the season, and East Ashton is only 4-1 on the year. Mount City's at 4-2, 5-2 overall. Rockport at 3-2, 3-3 overall. North Nottaway is at 2-4 in the conference, two and five overall on the season. And then Platte Valley is also two and four, two and five on the season. Norton Nottaway does have a victory over Platte Valley, so that's why they that's why they have that lead there in the standings, though. North North Nottaway defeated Platte Valley earlier in the season, so North Nottaway has a one spot over Platte Valley in the league. Stewartsville's at one and five, one and six overall, and then the Cab Rounds out the standings, 0 and five in the league, 0 and six. Overall, now here's the matchups to look out for in the Highway 275. We got Southwest Livingston at Northwest Nottaway. Mount City's at DeKalb. Stewartsville is at Platte Valley. That rounds out the Highway 275 schedule. Now we had an opportunity to talk with our good friend Devin Albertson of the Missouri 8-Man Football Twitter account um, and Straight Up Sports. So we, we ran down some of the matchups from this week. We talked about the 8-Man poll. We talked about some of the highlights from last week. With all that and more, here's our interview with David Albertson. And we're here on the Clipfields Podcast Week 8 pregame show. We, I told you earlier we had double the pleasure, double the fun as far as 8-man football. We had Anthony Crane on earlier. Now we got David Albertson on. David, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Cliff? Uh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, let's talk about some 8-man football. Obviously, we had some things go on last week. We got um, Albany... Barely, almost upsetting North Andrew last week. We had um, South Holt, Nottaway Holt over Mound City. Uh, we had Stanbury over North Shelby. Um, talk about that stuff and um, anything else that really stuck out to you last week. Yeah, I was in Graham with Anthony last week for South Holt, Nottaway Holt, Mound City. And uh, Mound City a little bit shorthanded, but the Spartans came out and just kind of dominated that game from about the middle of the first quarter on. Uh, they really kind of took hold of that game and never looked back. Uh, Drew Quinlan's just a monster for him. And I mean, he's like 5'11, 210, and he's just stacked. I mean, his uncle's a strength and conditioning coach at Northwest. So he's definitely had some training over the last four years to get ready for this moment. Um, and just offensively and then defensively, too. Uh, the Spartans came out on defense, and Mount State came out in kind of a spread offense, which they don't usually do. Um, and they made a couple adjustments. They put him back at middle linebacker and had him spy the quarterback, and it really limited what Mount State could really do offensively a little bit. So after, I think after they made that move, Bouncy didn't score again. Um, so he did a great job there at middle linebacker, kind of controlling the middle of the field for him a little bit and um, forcing Bouncy to try to go for the deep ball every time, which is just tough to complete uh, with a third-string quarterback at that point for Mountain City. And just, their offense, they ran for like 440 yards. Uh, they were just 
unstoppable. They're the fullback, Scroggins had almost 200 yards rushing. So they were just really good there. Um, then the other games, I was following North Andrew Albany pretty closely on my phone. While I was at that game. I was giving Coach Peterson for uh, Southwood Maui Holt the updates for that one a little bit as they were going on. Because, um, of course, North Andrew and Southwood Maui Holt in the same district. So they were hoping Albany to pull the upset off so they have a chance to host and be the one seed. But North Andrew came out late and uh, got the win there. Um, and from what I heard, they threw the ball more than they have all year in that game in the second half to kind of complete the comeback. So, North Andrew kind of showing they're multifaceted there on offense was interesting. And on Albany, they got four losses this year, a 22-point loss at Mountain City, who was at full strength, a four-point loss to Stanberry in their first game of the year, a two-point loss to Worth County, and a four-point loss to North Andrew. I don't know about you, but those are four high-quality losses there for Albany. Uh, so, they're still a good football team, and we'll get to them more in a little bit. And then Stanbury going all the way to Shelbyville to get that win over North Shelby was very impressive for them to grind out a win versus a very good North Shelby team. I thought North Shelby would win that game, so Stanbury proved me wrong there. Um, it's a very good football game last week um, over there in Shelbyville to go overtime and win by a two-point conversion is always impressive. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I'm back on Albany. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, if you were to look at Albany like on a win-loss, like, you know, just on that, you may not think too much about them. But when you start, you know, when you know as much eight-man football as you do, and I'm starting to pick up on, you know, those are four really good football teams that they lost to. So, definitely no shame in that. So, Exactly. And they were – I almost put them in my top ten. I just couldn't quite pull the trigger. I put them in my tenth spot. I ended up putting King City in my tenth spot. I had their their win over Worth County kind of did it for me. And since they've gotten their quarterback back there with Landon Wells, we'll get to them in their game with Albany this week. Um I had them at 10 just because I think Wells getting back and giving a different option just to muff run the ball really makes them dynamic on offense. They were already a physical team before that, so having that ability to throw the ball more consistently makes them a better team. And even when they didn't have Wells earlier this year, they played well with Stanbury and North Andrew the first couple of games of the season. Um, so they're kind of picking up gear now. They do have uh, two tough games in the year here with Albany and, and uh, North and Southwest Livingston for King City. So they have two huge games here going forward. Uh, but they're a team that I kind of like going forward. Well, Devin, let's talk about week. Let's talk about some week eight games. I cannot believe we're almost a week 10. So um, first one that we're going to talk about is the uh, the game that you officially named the eight man football game of the week. It is East Atchison at Stanbury. Um, a very good team of the GRC against a very good team of the Highway 275. Number four against number seven. Devin, break it down for us. Uh, well, if you look at Stanbury first, the home team, they're number four in the state for a reason. They're five and one. Uh, that one loss to number one seed in North Andrew. So uh, high quality loss there on the road. They were without a couple of players in that game, um, as is North Andrew. Uh, but if you look at Stanbury, quarterback, Austin Swayback kind of starts things for them. But they got three running backs in the backfield between Oldham, uh, Gavin Cameron, and then another Sheber kid in Tucker, uh, who's a freshman. So they have three backs back there. They kind of rotate in and out, and they got a big old line. They're well coached. Fundamentally sound there on offense. They're going to do what they do. And they got two really good receivers, too, with um, Tyler Swayback. And then uh, Colin Sager on the other side, just a monster. He was a big reason they beat North Shelby there on Friday. Um, he's also a very good middle linebacker for them. So, Stanbury, they're a very physical, athletic team that's going to give teams just troubles all year. I still worry about them scoring uh, offensively and being dynamic on that side of the ball. But the way they kind of grind games out, really makes them tough to get rid of. And if East Atchison, they're kind of similar. I think they're really good defensively. Knowing Coach Dodson over there, their defensive coordinator, they're going to be ready to go defensively a little bit. They have a good defense there with Ian Headland up front with Kayla Merriweather at 
playing the linebacker. They're going to be ready to go defensively. We saw there a couple weeks ago versus Mound City holding them to six points. I worry about them offensively as well with Josh Smith, at the quarterback. They're not quite as dynamic as they were last year with Jake McNinney. They've started to turn a corner a little bit, but moving Headland to fullback with Merriweather in the backfields, they're starting to figure things out a little bit. I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game, especially for eight-man standards. It might be the first to 30, 34 points kind of win, so it's going to be very similar to last week's Stanbury-North Shelby game, in my opinion. But it should be a fun one. I'll be getting that one a little bit late because I'm actually going to try to go to two games this week. Um, coming from KC, I'm actually going to stop in King City first for Albany King City for about a quarter to see both those teams live for about a quarter. Then I'll be heading up to Stanbury to a short little drive up there to watch the game of the week. So as much eight-man football as I can ingest in a weekend, I'm going to try. I mean, even last weekend, I went all the way down to Jasper to watch Southwest Livingston play Jasper on a Saturday just to watch some more football and just uh, see more of the coaches and everything like that. So anything I can do to kind of hit as many teams as possible this year has kind of been my goal. And I've reached quite a few of them with just going to the top games here, even every week. Well, Devin, devil double dipping into eight-man football again this week. Um, Devin, let's move on to the next game that we're going to get into. Um, it's the um, number one versus number 10. It's a Worth County at North Andrew this week. We talked about it a little bit, how North Andrew survived Albany, you know, and then uh, Worth County, you know, they, they were canceled last week. So definitely they're going to have another week of rest. Talk about this game. It's a GRC um, conference game also. Exactly. And if you would have told me back in the preseason, it would be one versus 10. I thought it would be Worth County one, North Andrew 10 coming into the year. But North Andrew's kind of proven they deserve that top spot. Um, and Worth County, they've had a weird year with some just the COVID, kids sitting out, injuries, all that good stuff. Um, I haven't heard if Gladstone's back to the back at quarterback yet or not. Um, if so, they're a little bit better team, I think, going forward because he was a really dynamic quarterback for them last year. But I just think North Andrew's just too much for him at this point. The way they play, if you make any mistakes versus North Andrew, you're going to lose that game. And asking kids who are aged 14 to 18 to be perfect for four quarters is just too much to ask for at this point because of the way North Andrew plays, um, it's just too much to consistently drive the field against them for four quarters. So I like North Andrew in this one, but I think Worth County can give them issues Especially with Alarcon there at running back, has that big play ability to burst a 60-yard run at any time. He's the, I think he's the leading rusher in the state right now. Maybe he's behind now, Muff, because they missed last week. But he's a very good running back. And we'll give North Andrews some problems. I just think North Andrews is a more complete team at this point. Um, and what Dwayne Williams has done there has been fantastic. They lost, I think, a dozen seniors from last year's team that was probably the third or fourth best team in the state last year. And they came back this year and might be even better, which is just a, a testament not only to him, but also his coaching staff and those players to buying into that system and buying into that program over there. It's been a very impressive stretch here for North Andrew. Absolutely. Coach Williams, uh, last time he was on the podcast, definitely give a big shout out to his assistant coaches. Last time I interviewed him. Um, this is going to be a real interesting game too. Um, we got King City and Albany. These are two teams that are, not exactly uh, ranked. Um, they're not like sexually sexually ranked in the top ten, but um, no, this is a team. That, this is a game that could be very very interesting. You know, um, two teams that are um, King City's really been hot here the past several weeks, and then like you said, talking about Albany, you know, how they played all these teams, and um, how how interesting could this football game be? It's very interesting. And actually, you mentioned there they both received votes in this week's poll for the top ten. So they are both top 15 teams kind of there and if you look at the GRC all six teams received at least one vote in this week's poll that's just 
the depth in the GRC is just crazy, and it's all about matchups for certain weeks. We've kind of seen that going forward where, oh, well, we lost to Stanbury, but we lose to Pattonsburg, but we'll beat this team. We retain – like, it's just all beating up on each other a little bit because they're all very talented. And if you slip up one week, you're going to get a loss. So that's why it's been really impressive for North Andrews to go undefeated at this point. But for this game, uh, King City, as I said, with Wells back at quarterback, Muffet running back, but Taylor Kidd on the outside, and they're well coached by Micah Breckenridge. He deserves a – shout out for this year has young teams still they're the way they played how hard and physical they play is a testament to his coaching and his staff over there so i want to give him a shout out also just a great dude over there at king city and then everyone i talked to in albany when i talked to the coaches just rave about coach fountain over there and how well coached albany always is and if you make one mistake on defense they're probably about a 50 yard run or a big pass because you were out of position um and they put klein there quarterback now kemper klein uh, he's been playing quarterback the last four games for him, so he's been a little bit better going forward for him. Uh, Floyd's a good athlete, Mercer running back, and then the Hutchinson on the out, kid on the outside is a really good receiver and even a better safety on defense. Um, I like the way Albany's kind of constructed. I would not be surprised if they won this week and they got Pattonsburg next week if they won both those games and got back to four and four and they're back in the top 10 kind of regularly there just with two big wins here in the year because of how well they played against some of the other top teams. And, it's hard to find a schedule that was tougher than Albany's coming into this year. And they've kind of done it kind of what I thought they would, maybe a win here or there different. Um, but they've been really impressive so far this year, in my opinion, just looking at the context of their losses, not just their win-loss record you said earlier. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. That's the one thing you have to account for. You know, when we study these teams, you know, we can't just look at win-loss records. we got to look at who they played, you know, how they've competed. That's the same thing I do as far as 11-man football goes. And, um, you actually have one more game you want to talk about. Um, it's a number um, – actually, we've got a tie at 10 this week. you got St. Paul Lutheran. They're tied at 10. They're going to be uh, hosting Pattonsburg this week, who's been a uh, kind of a staple in the um, top 10 rankings besides this week. They had a tough game in um, Iowa last week, and I don't know too much about Iowa eight-man football. You might know a little bit better than I do, but um, talk about this game a little bit. Uh, well, this game here is between two teams who play about – the most opposite styles you could find in a football game. I think Lutheran's either the least or the second least amount of passing yards per game in the state. And everyone knows Pattonsburg, they throw the ball all across the yard. Uh, Lutheran just passes it whenever they kind of, oh, we'll just throw them off here. We'll throw one or two passes a game. They do have a really big tight end and Ethan Kirby there on the end. He's like 6'5", 6'6". He's a big kid. Uh, they just don't throw the ball a whole lot because they're using the block a little bit more. And they got a two-headed monster with Logan Mueller and Caden Olson. Um, in the backfield for them. And Olsen, he's their fullback. If you want to see a miniature version of the Friday Night football fullback, uh, Tim Riggins is that kid. He's got the hair. He's got he's a little stout, just like that. He's a, he's a fun football player. He plays middle linebacker for him as well. Just a tough kid for them. So Lutheran, they're well coached. They play physical. They kind of – they are the diet version of North Andrew. Not quite as athletic, but they play that style where they're just going to lean on you for four quarters and just be in that game. They played Drexel tough last week in a loss, and they weren't ranked last week. That close loss to Drexel actually bolted them to the top ten, along with Pattonsburg loss East Mills, who, from what I heard from my Iowa people, is a good Iowa eight-man team. There's like 70 eight-man teams up in Iowa. They're a top 25 team-ish up there. So, they're a good team. They're not a great Iowa team. Uh, but Pattonsburg, they're also a little bit banged up right now. E-Mick kid kind of banged up. They're still learning stuff with their new quarterback. So they got some things to figure out. They still have to figure out the defensive end. Um, 
So we'll see if Lutheran plays their style where it's more of a low-scoring, grinded-out game or if Pattonsburg can make them run down the field a little bit more on a basketball, fast-break style that Pattonsburg just loves to play there with Coach Cavan. So I'm just excited to see which style kind of plays out over there. And if it wasn't for EA and Stanbury this week, I might have gone to this game just to see the contra- contrasting styles. It just I, I couldn't pass up that top seven matchup there between EA and Stanbury where the coaches are actually brother-in-laws. There's just too much going on there in Stanbury. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Coach Barron's actually mentioned that to me on his interview. So, um, <laughs> Kevin, um, I, you just said you were going to be at East Hatch instead of Stanbury. I um, I talked to – I let Anthony plug his podcast earlier. Um, I know you got a podcast. Go ahead and plug away. Yep, so it's just Straight Up Sports. Um, I think it's at show underscore straight on Twitter. Uh, but you just follow me on Twitter at Devin Albertson. I retweet all that stuff. And also with the Mo 8 Man Football Facebook and Twitter account, I retweet and share everything on those two accounts. Um, I try to update the scoreboard every Friday. Um, and this week, I'm going to try to get some more video highlights. I did it last week a little bit for Jasper and Livingston. I'm going to try to get a video package together for the two games I'm at for this weekend as well to kind of get some more highlights out there for the kids because I can't let Chris Roush get all the highlights out there for KQ2. I got to. <laughs> take a little bit of it there a little bit and see how it kind of goes. So, but Chris does some great work there at KQ2 as well. I want to give him a quick shout out for everything he does. Absolutely. Chris is a good guy. Definitely football tonight, 1035 on KQ2. I'm Devin. You can follow him along on the Missouri 8-Man football Twitter page. He'll be at um, East Ashton of Stanbury this Friday night. Um, Devin, thank you so much for coming on and um, good luck at the game. Thanks, Cliff. Thank you so much, Devin. Now, um, I told you we were going to combine the eight-man and the Kansas segment this week due to the lack of content that we had on the Kansas episode. So we're going to run down the scores from last week in the state of Kansas. We got Riverside 22, ACCHS nothing. Baser Linwood over Atchison 42-26. Valley Heights over Troy 80-7. Holton all over Hiawatha 60-0. And then Sabetha over Royal Valley 43-14 was the final there. Now, the schedule for this week's Kansas games is Mar Hill. They're back on the field this week after um, their game against Nemaha Central got canceled last week. They're back on the field against St. Mary's this week. Atchison is at Pittsburgh. Nemaha Central is at Riverside. Jeff County North is at Troy. Hiawatha at Royal Valley. ACCHS is at Republic County. And Horton is at Wabonsi. That rounds out the Kansas schedule. And that also rounds out our Week 8 pregame show. A segment short this week, so thank you to all the coaches, thank you to all the media members who um, had an opportunity to talk with me this week. We're going to have a couple more interviews up tomorrow during the day, so um, that should be fun there. Until week nine, I bid you farewell.